Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, this is Rob Dukes from Generation Kill, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Molson Canadian presents Heavy Montreal. August 9th and 10th, outdoors at Parshawn Propos, featuring Metallica, Slayer, The Offspring, performing Smash, and Lamb of God. Festival passes on sale now. Visit HeavyMontreal.com. Produced by FNCO. Mark Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly, and now your hosts, Mark and John. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. John Astronomy reporting from the Silver Spacecraft in Jersey City. Mark Striegel on location. Where are you, Mark? I'm up in Lake Placid on a little vacation, family vacation. Glad to touch base with you, John. Today's episode is going to be a tight episode. We're going to keep it kind of tight because we have a great and short interview with Rob Dukes and a good portion of the interview is of course about Star Wars, so stay tuned for that. Very, very, very <laughs> and we, all you Star Wars fans, yeah. call Dave Stryker. And we also, oh, all right, yeah, we also talk a little bit about, of course, the Exodus situation and his great band, Generation Kill. Such a good band. They have two albums out. If you don't know this band, you need to check them out on iTunes, go buy their CDs, Spotify, however you get your music, go check out Generation Kill. Such a great band. And we both were at concerts recently. John, you just got back from the Kiss show in Philly, right? Yes, yeah. I had a great time in Philly and in Camden where the show actually was. Oh, right. And uh, what's what's kind of cool is that I never knew this because uh, despite the fact that I'm from Pennsylvania, I didn't realize how – Philly and Camden were all set up, and basically it's exactly like Jersey City to Manhattan. So right. if you're in Philly near the waterfront, you can jump on a ferry and take it right across to the uh, venue. Right. I've been to is- that venue before. It's uh, My brother actually saw Kiss in that venue a number wow. of years back. That, Camden, Cherry Hill, these towns that are in New Jersey, but they're really more connected with the city of Philly than the city of New York because they're right. basically suburbs or I don't know what you call Camden. I mean, Camden, you, you might not have realized it, but they say that there's a couple neighborhoods in Camden which are potentially 
the most dangerous, violent yeah. neighborhoods in the country. In the country, no, yeah, no, it, not even just in Jersey or yeah. NBA, but in the country. No, I did realize that, which is why I was surprised that the area right on the other side of the water near the venue was actually very nice. It's really so, nice, yeah, really. Yeah, nice. so. Uh, but I, you probably go like two blocks and you're in a battle zone. But anyway, so what happened is, uh, I was pleasantly surprised that a group called the Dead Daisies was opening for Kiss and Def Leppard. And the Dead Daisies have a rotating, uh, lineup that I believe has included Frank Ferrer. What I saw was Richard Fortas on guitar, Dizzy Reed on keyboards, and I believe it was Brian Tishy, our friend, on drums. And right. it looked like Brian from where I was sitting, uh, which was only about 10 rows back. And and I didn't discover all this until I got down to the gig. And it was very cool. They were very rock and roll. Uh, apparently, the singer is somehow associated with In Excess, and he's from Australia. So that was cool. So I saw those guys. And then next was Def Leppard, uh, who was co-headlining the show. And let me tell you, I for some reason, I believe I had never seen Def Leppard until this gig. Uh, despite the fact that we've interviewed uh, Phil Collin, and it was great. They they were really cool. I, I knew all the tunes, and they sounded great, and I was really psyched to see Vivian Campbell on stage, and Phil Collin was just great, and he had this amazing guitar that was a Jackson version of his Ibanez Destroyer, and it's, okay. a, it's a new model called the X-Destroyer, but the little weird... The things that are slightly different about the Destroyer than the Explorer were the opposite way. It, 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 like So the little points that were slightly different were just made the other way. Oh, okay. And it's a very, very cool guitar. And I, I'll tell you the truth, I'd buy one. Uh, it's that cool. So Def Leppard was great. And then, of course, Kiss was great, uh, as they always are. Uh, I was very pleased that the Spider was in use because when they played the PNC gig, it was not in use. Hmm. And uh, a couple gigs before that in Bristow, Virginia, or Bristow something, the Spider got stuck on the stage and, and the, it, it kind of stopped about a foot or two <laughs> off the stage. Right. And Paul Stanley tripped coming off and Gene, like they had to extend the beginning of Psycho Circus because he sort of waited a little bit to get it off and had to kind of like jump off and then literally what's bad is that is their main lighting rig not the full lighting rig but the main lighting rig and for like multiple songs it was stuck on the stage right. so the whole concert was dark and so they 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 had the spider there in, in the pnc gig which i did not go to but it was just up you know up at the top but they did use it to come down to the stage and during some other things All at right. this Camden show. So that was good. So Kiss Kiss was great as they always are. Def Leppard, I really, really enjoyed. And it was a pleasant surprise to see the Dead Daisies. Very good. Yeah, you mentioned Frank Ferrer, and I'm going to mention him in one second. But I just want to remind everybody on today's show, we have Rob Dukes, formerly of Exodus, currently of Generation Kill. We're going to get right into that interview in a minute or two, so stay tuned for that. I went down to Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails uh, with Emily at the PNC Arts Center in New Jersey. Frank was there, and oh, cool. he had come down to say hello to his buddy Robin Fink, of course, who's in Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. I got a good picture of Robin on stage, which I will print in today's show notes. I got some great pictures of Soundgarden, and I've seen Nine Inch Nails a number of times. I think I saw Soundgarden only once before this past, you know, uh, weekend, this last weekend. 
And let me tell you, I mean, Nine Inch Nails is great, but you never want to follow Soundgarden. It was just, wow. yeah, I mean, Soundgarden just, they uh, were amazing. yeah, just really incredible, incredible live band. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just really want to see Soundgarden live again now because we had so yeah. much fun, so much fun. Very cool. And was there a, was there an other opening band or was it just those two? Yeah, well, in in Jersey it was the Dillinger Escape Plan, right. which is it, a, which a, is a Jersey a, band. Yeah, like they're from Morristown, New Jersey, or something. Morris Plains, I think. So they uh, they opened, but my friend who went to Jones Beach the night before had told me that Dillinger Escape Plan did not open that show. So I don't know if they were oh. just on. The New, New Jersey, Jersey show because they're a awesome. Jersey band or what the deal was, but you know, great I time. saw your face, a lot of all your Facebook posts, and uh, I always said that when somebody has a picture of me and my girlfriend, it's Beauty and the Beast. I've, I'm, of course, the Beast, and somebody wrote that on your Facebook. Who was that? Uh, some some guy. Like, yeah, that guy pissed me off. I don't even know who he was. Yeah, he's, he's not my friend. <laughs> Oh, he's an Emily friend or something. Yeah, he's like some. Yeah, tell him he's a beast fan I'm of Emily's old talking metal. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> some tell fan him, of uh, a... Emily's old band, the Mix. Oh brother. Yeah. Tell yeah. him you better not show up at a show. Or we'll get Rob Dukes come down there take care of him. <laughs> How's that? Uh, yeah, there you go. Anyways, yeah. speaking of Rob, he's his interview's coming right up. We didn't concentrate a ton on Exodus because there's so much more to to Rob than than Exodus that was not not to diminish what he did with Exodus it was a, an enormous part of of his career but uh it's that part of his career is is currently over so we tried to focus on Generation Kill and of course Star Wars <laughs> so I there, like there you go Very good. there you go and we we do talk a little bit about Exodus in the interview Couple of little interesting tidbits that uh, I got out of them on on the Exodus thing, and I think personally, it just sounds lousy how the whole thing went down. And you know, I, I also listened to Zetro's interview that Mitch did with him on a recent one-on-one with Mitch Lafon podcast, and. Found that interview kind of interesting too. I mean, Zetro was saying, you know, that he's actually going to be performing some of the Rob Dukes songs, Exodus songs in concert, era, Rob Dukes era Exodus songs in concert, which I don't know. I, I guess that's, that's cool that they're not just going to forget about those, those great records that Rob did with them. However, I feel that Rob should be the guy singing those songs, you know, so. Right. Yeah, it's a weird situation. And the other thing that, that Zetro says in Mitch's interview, he says a bunch of stuff. If you're interested, you should go listen to it on one-on-one with Mitch LaFon. But he also says the album was basically done when he came in and he just did his vocal parts, mm. uh, which makes sense because Rob, of course, had been working on the record. We all uh, have read that and know that. Wow. So, So let's get into this interview with Rob. But before we do... One last thing, Mike Moletta, who is a good friend of mine on Facebook and yours too, I believe, John, he is the guy who provided that cool montage collage of rock stars that include everybody from Rob Dukes to Halford to Metallica that's on our Facebook page. He's the guy who made that. Uh, he's going in for brain surgery, so I just want to wish wow. him the best of luck. I know he was at the Soundgarden show I think it was last night, actually. I'm not sure exactly where it was, uh, Virginia or something. I'm not even sure where you're from, Mike. Sorry. But um, best of luck to you, Mike. I, I can't imagine 
you know, going in for brain surgery. And I just hope that any of the issues you've been having, that it helps correct that. And uh, John and I and the whole Talking Metal family, we're, we're thinking about you. Yeah, definitely, Mike. Uh, we're going to be there with you in spirit. And uh, please keep us informed uh, as soon as you can. Yeah. And we'll see you on the, the other side of the brain surgery, Mike. Good luck with that. And let's now get into a little Rob Dukes. We will finish the show right after the Rob Dukes interview with a song called a great epic song by Generation Kill called There Is No Hope. And on that note, uh, I guess that's about it, right, John? Yeah, absolutely. Here's Mark's interview with the great Rob Dukes. On the line, we have Rob Dukes checking in with us. Rob, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The last time we spoke with you was back in December, and obviously a lot has changed since then. You've gotten married, you've moved, and you're no longer with Exodus. So let's. Uh, yep. <laughs> why, why did you Why did you leave the New York, New Jersey area? Um, I was actually kind of. Uh, I just was kind. Of, I wanted to change, man. I. I. Uh, I I really want to, uh, just wanted to change it. I wanted to live in a desert and I wanted to, uh, um, my goal is to race in the Baja 1000. So I wanted to build a car and move here so I could test it and, and, you know, try to get ready for the race. And, you know, it's a long process and I'm working on, on doing it, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> I couldn't do it living in New York, you know? Right. So I moved. Okay, right on. And how will that affect things with Generation Kill, being that most of the guys are back here in the New York, New Jersey area? Uh, well, I mean, I can. Um, I'll, it's certainly I worked it with when I was in Exodus. I did the same thing. I just flew out when I needed to, and you know, we uh, you know worked it from there. I uh, you know pretty much <clears throat> just the way the, those guys work, the way we work together. Anyway, it was kind of a uh, we would a process where we would just. Um, you know, they would send me riffs, and we'd kind of piece them all together, and then turn them into songs, and then and, you know, and then work them out. So basically, they did a lot of the work without me. You know, I just kind of, you know, unlike Exodus, like right, I didn't really do anything Exodus, you know, write wise. I didn't really write anything. Um, I wrote a couple lyrics and stuff you know, for a few songs over the years, but for the most part, man, I just, you know, everything was written for me. I just. You know, uh, matter of fact, you know, Gary would write everything and then just actually, he would actually sing it and I would just sing on top of it. Wow. So, with the exception of uh, a few songs, uh, Children of Worthless God, uh, Ballad of Leonard and Charles, and uh, Dima Side, and Karma's Messenger, those are the songs that I wrote with Exodus. And, but at w at with those four, the rest of those, I mean, Gary pretty much wrote everything, you know, and I just did what they said. Right. As far as Generation Kill goes, <clears throat> it's a lot different how we work. Um, the two guitar players and, and even my bass player Rob will will send me riffs, and I'll like, I'll say, well, that one's a verse, you know, that's a chorus, and then we'll kind of, you know, this way because I, you know, you know, as a singer, I hear melodies on top of certain riffs, and certain riffs I don't hear anything. It's kind of like you have to kind of force it. But I like to, we like to use the approach of let it naturally just flow. So if a riff hits me and it affects me. And I can feel it, and then I, I go, okay, you know what, this one, I, I feel this one, let's, let's you know, take this here and put this with this one and try to, you know, and then, and then you know, after a while it becomes a song, you know, so 
So what they do is they've been lately sending me a bunch of stuff, and I've been writing um, basically the same way that we always do, where those guys rehearse uh, the, the music, and I just uh, kind of compose the riffs after they send them to me and put them all together, and, and we write songs that way. Everybody, everybody seems pretty happy with the whole process, so. Cool. So, I mean, the last record is really less than a year old at this point, but you guys are already working on a new record, it sounds like. Yeah, we were we were actually working on a new one, right? As, you know, you know, as soon as that one was done, we we just we know what we liked writing together, so we always just kind of always been writing. So, hey, I got this riff, I got that riff, and we're always kind of working on other ideas and stuff. So, you know. And you guys got a gig scheduled for September, actually, coincidentally, out in the Bay Area. Are you psyched for that? Um, yeah, actually, I'm leaving in a couple of weeks. We're playing in Chicago uh, in, on the 15th or 16th oh, okay. of this month. So I'm going to fly and meet those guys in Chicago, play a show, and then we'll get a few shows lined up in September um, in the Bay Area and uh, Reno and stuff. So, yeah, man, it's cool, man. You know, we have... We're getting offers come in. We're just trying to figure out which ones we can take, which ones we can't, you know? So. Right. Cool. So I, as a fan of yours and of Exodus and of Generation Kill, I was taken off guard when we heard a, a number of months back that you were out of the band. Is that something that you were taken off guard by too? Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. There was no writing on the wall, nothing like that. And uh, not really. No. And have, uh-huh. have you spoken to any of the guys since the twenty second phone call that we heard about on Blabbermouth? No, no. And you had been working on the record with him. It sounds like, and one of the big headlines we've seen in recent weeks is Kurt Hammett's going to do a guest appearance on the record. Is that something that had happened before you left the band? Yeah, yeah. He was always there. You know, he he. It was that was in the works for a while. You know, he's just doing a solo. You know, I mean, he came in, he did a solo, and and that was it. You know. So when he actually did the solo, he thought he was contributing to the Rob Duke's version of Exodus. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they told him at that point. Right. You know. Cool. I got you. And at the Fred, I think at the time, yes, because uh, yeah, I was on tour with Slayer when when that happened. Yeah. So. Cool and. You did three great records with them, and then you did also the re-recording of "Bonded by Blood," which you know is such a sacred record to a lot of us metal fans. Um, how do you look back on that re-recording, "Let There Be Blood," uh, a number of years later? Now, do you think it was the right decision to re-record it? Um, I mean, not really, but I, I, you know, I thought that our original plan was to do it live. You know, I mean, we just you know, to do, record a live concert and just, and have it as a, kind of like a, like a, you know, just a live concert and, and have those songs part of it. Um, cause you know, they, Gary was like, well, we want, you know, we do plan differently. I want the fans to hear how we plan now and, and whatever. But you know, it was, you know, it always, it's always about money, dude. You know right. what I mean? Uh, you know, they were going to make money. So they redid it, you know? So that's the way it went. You know? Rob, so since I spoke with you last, the there's been a major decision that's been made within the Star Wars uh, world that these new movies that are coming out are not going to be are not going to follow the expanded universe. And I know you and I have spoken about some of the books. You actually told me to read 
Tales from Jabba's Palace, which I read, which is a great book. But I, when I heard this, I was kind of a little bummed because I feel like a lot of us, and I mean, I know a guy who's like read hundreds of these books, have invested money and time in this expanded yeah. universe, and now suddenly we're being told that, okay, that expanded universe that we thought was the Star Wars reality might actually not be reality. And I'm wondering, as a fan of the movies and the expanded universe, how you feel about this? Well, I've read hundreds of books, too, myself. You know, I've spent a lot of money and time. And, and you know what, man? Look, I look at it like this. If they can do it better, then cool. If it's not better, then I'll speak my piece when when that time comes. But, you know, I w- if they can take, uh, you know, uh, better stories and if they've t- taken a new direction so I get actually a third universe, you know what I mean? I got the, <laughs> the original, then I get the expanded, and then I got a new one that's just, you know, because uh, I trust I trust J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I do. Totally. He's a he's a, a nerd like the rest of us. He's a total Star Wars just. He's a guru, and he didn't let me down with Star Trek. So, right on. You know, I'm in. You know, you know I think it'd be cool if they could do little offshoots of of some of those stories. Like, uh, I mean, I could see a Clone Wars style comic book cartoon or or digital. In, in the same way that they've done, uh, and see Jabba's Palace in the same way that they've done the Clone Wars, which was brilliant, I thought. So, you know, I mean, who knows what they're going to do? I mean, you know, now that he got rid of it, it's just now they just the door's open now. You know, now Lucas has uh, gave away the rights, right, and letting other people take the reins. You know, so I guess there was some discussion with some of the Disney Star Wars guys at Comic Con a couple weeks ago, and. I felt like they were almost backpedaling on the expanded universe not being the official storyline. And they were saying, well, there's parts of it that will continue to live and that, you know, some of the Legends title actually fits because parts of Legends are true, you know. So I felt they were right. kind of backpedaling a little bit on it. But it should be eh, interesting. Well, I'm psyched know, for what, what are you going to do? I mean, look, I, I just hope that they do the right thing by the story. And I think, I think you know, JJ is is gonna do the right thing when it comes down to what happens to Star Wars, and I don't think it's gonna go backward. And as far as the expanded universe, you know, I mean, you know, I still read those every now and again when I when I'm on the road. I'll I'll take one of those with me and I'll read, you know, because I like reading those stories, man. Some are great, especially the the Boba Fett stuff. That he's got three books just you know to, with him, which are great books, and you know all the tales books are really great. So you know. We always have those, and uh, whatever the new shit they come up with, man, I'll, it'll be cool. And if it isn't, uh, I'll be hey, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, man. Well, I'm heading out to see uh, Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails tonight, and uh, I know you're a Nine Inch Great Nails show. fan. Have you? Have they come through your area of the? Uh, of the not yet, area? man. I, I don't know if I'm going to go. I, I just went and saw the Dwarves and the Queers last week, and I am going to see. And Goat Horror came through town. Um, and also, who am I going to see? Uh, Pennywise is coming soon with the Vandals. So, yeah. So, kind of like, uh, well, you know, we, Phoenix is weird. Like, in the summer, man, a lot of uh, show people avoid here because it's so hot. So, um, but most of us, a lot of better shows come through in the winter. So, I am going to see, I'm going to see Doug Stanhope on August uh, 13th here in, in Tucson. And I think that I'm going to introduce him and tell jokes for a few minutes. Oh, nice. Nice. So, yeah, so that'd be pretty cool. Excellent. So, 
Well, it's always good catching up with you, Rob, and we are psyched to hear that Generation Kill is writing new music. We can't wait to hear that. And Right uh, on, man. Best of luck to you, man. Thanks, dude. I appreciate your help, man. Right on. Okay, cool. Rob, if you could just give us uh, you know, an ID, Rob Dukes from Generation Kill, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Yep. Yeah, and then don't hang up. I want to say something to you after, all right? So, hey, this is Rob Dukes from Generation Kill, and you are listening to Talking Metal.
is no way.